0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to this broadcast. Thank you so much for joining us and jumping on today. Uh, whether you're live with us right now or you are on the replay, we appreciate you. My name is David Yancey, and my wife and I are the co-founders of Glory Culture International Ministries. And uh, so if you want to know more information about us, you can head over to our website. Check us out, www.glorycultureintl.com. And you'll find everything on there that you want to know. Uh, You can reach out and email us if you have any other questions. But today, what I want to do is I'm going to minister to you uh, prophetically what the Lord is speaking right now in this time. So if you would, please do me a favor. Do a favor for all of your loved ones and your family members. Go down into the right-hand corner and click that share button. Button. It helps us get it out uh, to more people to expand the audience. And I know this word is going to be a blessing. Not only is it a blessing to me, it's going to be a blessing to you and everyone that it reaches. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, So we're going to let it go for just another minute while the room begins to fill up. I see some people are on already. Praise God. Thanks for joining us. Hey, if you haven't uh, made it out and joined us in person for glory night yet. Let me tell you, things are getting really, really just glorious with the Lord. Uh, just a few nights ago, we hosted our last meeting here and it was so thick, uh, so tangible with the presence of God. I mean, it they've all been good. They've all been different. It's very, it's kind of funny. They've all been different, but this one was like another level uh, another level of presence, another level of glory. And uh, we've even had a couple of video, not not video, we've had a few email testimonies come in of uh, how people have been marked by that meeting. Uh, their lives changed with their encounter with God. And um, <clears throat> let me just tell you, it was really good. Uh, I was preaching on uh, how to receive revelation, some of the ways that revelation comes. Um, Just, man, the the Holy Spirit was there. You know, the, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is our perfect teacher. And so when you discuss revelation, number one, you're talking about the revealing of the nature of Jesus and the revealer who is the Holy Spirit, when you are just coming together, worshiping, and just discussing Him and His divine nature. He is faithful to show up. And I'm telling you, the, the 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 atmosphere was pregnant and charged with glory and miracles. And it was fabulous. The spirit of prophecy began to flow, really, really just flow. And um, And God was with us. And it, it's been a blessing. So if you haven't checked us out yet, do us and yourself a favor and come get in the river because you know the more people of God that come together, the more like-minded believers come together and do a little bit of a splish splash in the river of God, the glory goes from glory to glory to glory. Hallelujah. Amen. So listen, I'm going to get caught up talking on something else and I got to do what the Lord told me to do. And that is a word that I want to release for you right now. In this time, in this season. Listen, as Holy Ghost believers, we are not subject to the times and season of this world. But we are, number one, called to recognize times and seasons. And number two, we are supposed to operate according to the times and seasons of heaven, not of this worldly pattern. Amen? Hallelujah? God is actually calling you to live in the land... Of perpetual spring where there is no winter and there is no fruitlessness. Amen. And that's a message for another day. So right now we're going to talk about what God is saying to his church. This is for the body right now in this season. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's go ahead and get started. Uh, Let me just pray real quick. Father, thank you so much for every person that is tuning in. Father, I thank you that there is no time in the realm of the Spirit so that those who are with us now and those who are with us in the future are receiving the same glory, presence, and impartation in your mighty name, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Today, I've got a couple of Bibles in front of me here. And uh, we're going to release the word of the Lord, what God is speaking in this season. And and this has been so clear. It's resonated in my spirit. And I've actually been sitting on this for for quite some time because God has been uh, doing a work in me. And uh, how many of you know sometimes when you are called, especially in the prophetic, your life is the message. And so a lot of times God will uh, cut on me and work on me with the word. And then after a period of time, uh, it's time to release that. So this has been something that the Lord has been speaking to me about for a little bit of time. Amen. And uh, I'm going to read to you quickly from the book of Revelation. How many know that the thing being revealed is Jesus Christ, not the apocalypse? It is the revelation, and I'll even show you right there. It says, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Somehow we found a way to make it about some sort of fantasy doomsday. When, as you flip through every page, you can't help but see another nature of Jesus. Flip the page. Another nature of his kingship. Flip the page. Another nature of his glory. And, and, and my goodness, my goodness, Revelation is, um, is a perfect portrait of the victorious king, Jesus Christ. of The victorious nature of Jesus Christ. Amen. And I know that that is highly unpopular with religiosity because, well, religion will let you be near him, but it will never allow you to be in him. And my Bible says that I'm in him and he is in me. Hallelujah. So let's start here. Revelation chapter two. And uh, I'm going to try not to bunny trail a whole lot because the book of Revelation uh, does that to me often. To the angel of the church of Ephesus. This is Jesus giving a uh, um, a command to John. And my whole life. Been around ministry leaders and pastors that say, "Well, obviously this angel is not an angel. We don't do that. That's absurd. He's writing to the pastor. Like, I'm sorry that you don't have revelation, but John operated in a form of intimacy that no other ministry leader had. And that was his chief belief about who he was, was that he was the Lord's beloved. He never wrote from the apostle John, from the disciple John, from the son of thunder, from uh, John the revelator. No, it was from the one whom Jesus loves. His identity was wrapped up in my God is obsessed with me. And man, if you said that today, you'd have so many people lining up saying, you narcissist, you na-. no, 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 mind of Christ, know who I am. And I pray that you get that revelation of who you are. But John, the disciple whom Jesus loved, he loved them all, but only one of them was fully and completely encapsulated by who he was in Christ. John laid his head upon Jesus's bosom, placing his ear to the heartbeat of Jesus, hearing the frequency of the heart of God. And from that standpoint, he said, yep, I know who I am. I know who I am. And that intimacy allowed him a level of authority because We've all been, everything has power. Everything in nature has power. An onion has the power to make you cry. Everything has power. But authority comes to proximity to Christ. His proximity to Jesus gave him an authority to write a commanding letter to the angel over the church. That's another topic. I told you, Revelation, I love the book of Revelation. Revelation. But let's stay on topic as what the Lord wants me to release for the body of Christ in this hour that we sit in right now. These things Jesus is commanding. He who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your labor, your patience, that you cannot bear those who are evil. You've tested those who say they are apostles and are not and have found them liars. And you have persevered, you have patience, you have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. My goodness, this church of Ephesus sounds like the biggest set of rock stars for Jesus in the world. This is a list of all the things that they've done. Jesus is bragging on them. Hey, I know who you are. I've seen you. You have had an intolerance for evil. You have had works and labors and patience. You've preserved. You haven't even grown weary. Ephesus, you have the Isaiah 41 anointing. You have waited upon me with your patience And you are not weary. Like, praise God, hallelujah, Ephesus, you rock. But, 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 Jesus is always working on us. This is where we are right now in this hour. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you've left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen repent and do the first works somebody should type in first works listen this is not a letter of condemnation this is not a letter of condemnation this is a love letter saying man you guys are on it you're on it You've tapped into it. You don't tolerate evil. You don't allow the false ones to come around and take your platform away. You don't allow uh, 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 a lack of discernment to rule the day. You have done things in my name and you guys are great. But my goodness, I need FaceTime with you again. And listen, the next verse... Is not a slap. He's saying, remember, go back. Look at look at remember, remember when you were so infatuated with me in the same way that I'm infatuated with you. Man, get back to those first works. Everything you've done is great. Your resume kicks butt. But I want some pillow time again. This is where we're at right now in this hour in the body of Christ. Man, the last six years, the church has done so much. The world has been reached. Of course, we're not finished. But we're being called into proper order, into supernatural alignment again. We have been doing all the right things. There's nothing backslidden or wrong about the works of Ephesus. But in their pursuit of carrying out the will of God, one thing waned away. And I want to read from the Passion Translation. Listen to this. I'm going to start from verse 2 again. I know all you've done for me. You've worked hard and persevered. I know that you don't tolerate evil. You have tested those who claim to be apostles, and you've proved that they're not, for they were imposters. I also know you've bravely endured trials and persecutions because of my name.